This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Food commercials in general just always show people eating um, around a table with their families. And, totally. Um, I just think that that's so important. I feel like um, to be able to provide that, that a lot of our customers are like, it just brings back so many memories or like... Childhood you know, memories, of, family memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just be able to provide that in, in, a, in a way that changes people and really opens people up is pretty incredible. Happy almost Thanksgiving, guys. I am so especially excited um, for this Thanksgiving because I never get to spend Thanksgiving with my family. I mean, this is the first time I'll get to spend Thanksgiving with my parents in three years. And I've only spent Thanksgiving with my fam- any family three times in the last 10 years, mostly because I'm always working or, or, che- or I was always cheering a game. So... Um, I'm so especially grateful to be having this family holiday and I would be so incredibly grateful if I could be healthy by that time turkey day comes if you can't hear it in my voice I have been fighting off this massive cold you guys so I'm sorry for yet another short introduction I promise in the upcoming episodes we'll get back to the hot takes get back to all the sports news but I've been sick as a dog and I got to get ready and feel better for Turkey Day. So to get ready for Thanksgiving, I thought we'd chat with somebody who knows a thing or two about putting the good stuff in your body. I caught up with Deborah Torres in LA a few weeks ago and we got coffee and this woman is incredible. If you watch Shark Tank, you know exactly who I'm talking about. She's the founder of Atlas Monroe, what started as a vegan fried chicken company and they went viral for turning down $1 million. A big offer, okay, from Mark Cuban and company. But she's got a good reason. I mean, it's almost as good tasting as her vegan fried chicken. And guys, it's so good. One of the country's biggest fried chicken festivals invited them to participate this past year as the first ever meat substitute vendor. But just because I can barely speak does not mean I'm going to miss our shout out for Quick Track. Thank you to Quick Track for making this episode possible. If you have not gone and downloaded the free Quick Track app, go do it now. Quick Track is going to be your best friend as a businessman, businesswoman. Shout out to all my female entrepreneurs out there. If you're a freelancer or if you've got a side hustle where you just want to make sure everything is in order, Quick Track is going to be your best friend. The QuickTrack app takes out all the guesswork of contracts, so you're able to create and sign a contract in less than 60 seconds without a lawyer and get paid all within the app. Of course, there's lawyers on hand if you need them, but it's that simple. Download the QuickTrack app today from the App Store for free. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. I kind of feel like my voice is a little sexy right now. It's like it's like Phoebe from Friends, you know, when she's like the sexy singer because she's sick. All right, I'm going to stop talking. Well, 
I'm here at Bristol Farms in LA with Deborah. This is my second on-site interview for the podcast, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, not only are we in a restaurant, but we're going to be talking about food and everything that you have to offer from your company. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so first things first, elephant in the room, obviously. You turned down $1 million on Shark Tank for your company. Okay, if somebody heard that without knowing you, they would think you're a crazy person. Let's be honest. So let's set the record straight. What happened and why did you turn down $1 million? Well, really, um, you know, there's a, um, an artist, his name's Master P, and mm-hmm. he kind of had the same, a similar experience where they offered him a million dollars, and he just realized, like, no, if they're offering me a million dollars for something that I created, right. then it's worth a hundred times that. Because they were going to take full ownership of your company, right? They, were, they weren't going to take, so this is something that people don't understand. Okay. They weren't going to take full ownership of the company. We were still going to own our company. They were just going to have rights to everything. Our trademark, okay. our, um, our recipe, our trade secrets, which means that now that they own it, they can sell it to who, anybody uh, oh beyond Meter and Castle Burger, and then we're not getting 10% of anything. So, yeah, that was a no-go. And you have a total secret recipe. Like, this is a family yes. recipe. Yes. Oh, my. I didn't realize that. Like, yes. that they would be able to do that. I knew that they would have 100% of the rights, but I didn't realize that that's all that it entailed. Um, so, smart decision <laughs> on your part, but let's just back up a little bit. Talking about your company and why you went on Shark Tank, Atlas Monroe, obviously a very... Um, personal start to this the beginning and launch of this company vegan fried chicken two words that like really don't go together um so how did you guys start to create vegan fried chicken well it started before that um a few years ago my father was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes Mm -hmm. um i seen a documentary where um, they took a bunch of individuals who had type 2 diabetes and other complications because of it, and they put them all on a raw vegan diet for 30 days. At the end of that 30-day period, they were all healed. Okay, so and what is raw vegan diet, for those of us who don't know, what does that exactly mean? It just means a bunch of uncooked fruits and vegetables, okay. and like maybe nuts and stuff like that, but yeah. basically not heated up. Okay. So, um, and they did that for 30 days in the documentary. Okay. Um, I seen it, and I told, I was like... We're doing this diet, like we're all going. We're so doing. You it. were the one who yes. initially started this, okay? Yes. Um, so we did it for ninety days, and in the very beginning, we were just having like salads, smoothies, mm-hmm. and fruit salads, and like okay. within a week, that got old very quickly. Yeah. We were all very angry at each other. Angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can imagine. And so I basically went to work in the kitchen, um, just creating different recipes and experimenting with textures and plant flavors and all that kind of stuff and um we started making like raw burgers raw sandwiches raw lasagna raw soups like all kinds of stuff delicious food stuff i still eat to this day um uh and yeah so at the end of the 90 days he was completely healed we did it with him for 90 days yes Yes. That is incredible. Yes. Um, we did it with him for 90 days because we wanted it to become like a lifestyle yeah. as far as like healthy eating. Right. Instead of just like, oh, you did a fad diet and now you go back to totally. whatever you yeah. eat. We also walked with him every day too. Okay. But, um, but yeah, long story short, at the end of that, 
we returned to eating cooked food, but we still stayed vegan and plant-based, um, and really like still experimenting with with flavors and recipes and all that. And so, naturally, um, you know, I have a lot of family from all over the world mm -hmm. and fried chicken is just like a staple so yeah. um we I, I just started like experimenting with that it actually took two years to get that recipe like oh right where gosh. it is today so wow yeah that is unbelievable okay so when you were able to finally nail down that recipe what was that like or when did the light bulb go on that like this is it. Like this is the fried chicken that works. Because I'm thinking about like the episode we're in Friends, where Monica is trying to figure out the perfect chocolate chip cookie recipe, and she's making like 30 batches. And I'm just imagining you in the kitchen like that. So when did the light bulb go on for you, and you figured this is the perfect recipe? Um, you know, I think that it's the 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 first thing is a lot of. Uh, vegan companies right now that make like a mock chicken. Uh -huh. It's it's it looks like chicken, yes, right. but it's relatively kind of dry, yeah, or, or rubbery. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that the first thing was just like making something that was juicy, like chicken. You know, chicken when you bite into it, real chicken, it has a lot of flavor yeah. and it, a lot of um, nostalgia that comes with it. And so a lot of the other chicken wasn't really, the vegan, other yeah. vegan chicken wasn't really doing that. And so it was like, okay, let's nail the inside first like, to give that burst of flavor that you would get eating the real thing. Okay. Um, so that, that was like, uh, you know, a work in progress. But the biggest thing I think was like actually when I got it to actually look like chicken, like look yeah. like fried chicken. Right. And I was just like. Boom. Like, I remember the moment. I remember taking pictures. I probably could find them. Be like, look, this is, one. Oh this is the gosh, first one. Do. That's amazing. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. Wow. Okay, so what were the first steps then that you took to launching Atlas Monroe once you had your first product? Well, the first thing that I was kept saying was, like, you have to get a website. Like, that's the first thing. And I'm very peculiar on, like, looks and, yeah. like, all of that. Well, so, you should be. Um, and I'm also, like, a very hands-on person. So I'm, like, I, 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 in order for me to get this website, I need to do it myself so that I know if something goes wrong, I know how to fix it. I know what to do. I don't mm -hmm. want somebody else coming in doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm lost. So um, it took a while to get the website up. But it was really funny because we, we started off, quote-unquote, catering. To be completely honest, we never wow. actually did any catering. Oh, no events. <laughs> um, the first thing that happened was um, this company, they found us from, from our website, I okay. guess. I don't know how because we didn't have any social media. The website was just brand new. And they wrote us an email saying, do you want to come to Chicago for this vegan festival? And I thought to myself, this is a scam. Like, this is there's no way that somebody actually found us and found... You know, our food, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, because we have um, vegan apple wood fired ribs as well. So oh they were like, gosh. yeah, bring your ribs and your chicken to them. Like, no. And then, like, probably like a month went by, and I'm like, maybe it's a real person. So I, <laughs> so I emailed oh back, and sure enough, it was a real person, and the festival was at Grant Park where they have Wallapalooza. And I, I told my family, like, we're going to do this. We have to do it. Like, uh -huh. the universe is saying, let's just do this. So that was, like, the first thing that we ever did. Just yeah. full on. Front. We, we took a trailer and our truck from California and drove it all the way to Chicago. Oh, cool. Um, and when we got there, there was a huge line just for us. I couldn't figure out what wow. happened. I was like, how do they even know 
that were here. I kept telling my dad, who um, he works the Gilroy Garlic Festival for, oh, yeah. for years. Uh-huh. And so he, he um, the guy that he works with, he makes real ribs. Okay. And so I, told, I kept telling my dad, you just need to make the smoke come up and then the people will come. But it yeah. was so funny because we didn't have any smoke. So I'm like, why are they here? <laughs> And I guess, I guess the, uh, the the festival organizers, they got a picture of our food and they posted it and that's how people were coming to mm-hmm. us. But yeah, that, that was the first thing that we did. That was how we got our start. So that event is what puts you on the map? Yes. 100%. Okay, yeah. so what was the initial reaction when customers at the festival tasted your chicken and your ribs? They were just amazed. I couldn't I couldn't wrap my mind around what was really going on because mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was our first event and we had this long line and I'm like, what's happening? And um, I remember the DJ came. There's so many people. The DJ makes his way over to us and he's like, I heard yours have the best fried chicken. And I'm like, who told you that? He's like, everybody's saying that. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I guess the word of mouth got around the, the event. But um, yeah, it was amazing. It was incredible. Oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. And now I heard that you even were able to go to the Fried Chicken Festival. I don't know where it was. It's in New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans, which is unbelievable. And I think you were the first vegan fried chicken to do that, right? Or vegan Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were vegan the first dish? vegan we were the first vegan vendors to yeah. ever go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what was that moment like for you when you really realized like we are accepted in this carnivorous meat eating culture? <laughs> Um, that was amazing. The, the the crazy thing was we were actually scheduled to do something else. Okay. And then that, that thing fell off and then boom, we got the call to go and I'm like, it's meant to be. Like yeah. the universe is working it out for us. So yeah, it was amazing. Getting that phone call was like, like it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So did you have other vendors there that, you know, maybe have decades and decades of experience of uh, frying chicken who tried your chicken and were really surprised to see how similar it tasted to their own? That event was very, very um, competitive. Okay. And they were not paying us any mind. There were so many um, uh, big, big uh, real fried chicken companies there. And their lines were like just so long and they had multiple... um, locations at the one of that event is so big it's humongous it's like so long and um they were not paying us any money i think that the vendors the real fried chicken vendors they almost looked at us like like a joke like okay. oh yeah you guys are joking it's kind of funny later on <laughs> when yeah. everything kind of switched but um yeah they weren't paying us any mind which was which i think is a great thing because if they were it then maybe be more they, dry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Quick little break to hear my sexy, sick voice again. You guys, quick track. I'm telling you, if you've not downloaded it yet, if you've not downloaded it yet, go do it. It has been my lifesaver when it comes to being a businesswoman. I'm telling you, I'm such a slob. I'm so unorganized, especially we never think about digitally organizing ourselves, decluttering our phone. Um, And so I've been able to really keep myself accountable with QuickTrack. I'm able to send out contracts. I'm able to receive contracts, create, write them, sign them all within the QuickTrack app. And I can get paid. I can pay other people. It's that simple. Go download the QuickTrack app today from the App Store for free. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. All right, back to the show. So fast forward, walk us through what that process was like when you went on Shark Tank. 
Well, um, we definitely did audition. A lot of our, our customers will keep telling us, you guys have to go on Shark Tank. Okay. You guys have to go on Shark Tank. I really didn't want to go. I really was like, okay. no, like da da da. But um, when, I, when we went to the audition, I think at that moment it became real like, oh, this can actually happen. Like, yeah. oh, this is, it was pretty uh, interesting experience that first audition and then you know, you make it and then you go through like several, I guess, rounds of making it, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, um, getting to the actual um, set and, and standing there right before the doors open, I think that's when it really like, you know, oh my gosh, this is really happening yeah. kind of a thing. So, um, but, but it's really funny. Um, once the doors open and you, you know, you go and you go to meet the sharks, um, you kind of forget that the cameras are even rolling. It's That's kind of amazing. just like, you know, you're talking with them and yeah. they're talking to you and it's just you and them. It's really not, you're not really thinking like, oh, nice camera action. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. What was it like facing Mark Cuban? Because, I mean, he can be intense, but obviously he's a huge personality in the business world and the sports world. Um, it wasn't, it, like I said, they were actually um, really friendly. They were really, like, nice, and okay. they weren't um, they weren't intimidating. Uh, to be completely honest, they really weren't, they didn't come off to me as, like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous or I'm scared. It was just, like, okay, like, I'm talking uh, to a, a very experienced businessman, yeah. and I, I honor and respect that, and mm-hmm. that was pretty much it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I respect your decision to 100% honor your business and do what was right for you because obviously you are sold out until 2020. People can't even order chicken until <laughs> the new year. That is insane. Um, so what are, you, what are you feeling when you're thinking how you have so many loyal customers? You've got, what, restaurants all around the country who are carrying your product. Um, what does that mean to you? It's just a dream come true, I think, you know. Um, I'm a person that really, the real reason why I even, I think, started this is as first helping my father, but also, I guess, providing an avenue for people who want to transition, people who want to eat healthier, people yeah. who maybe, you know, uh, are looking for that push to, to make the, yeah. the decision An to incentive for a better lifestyle, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just like helping people overall, I feel like that's so important. I feel like that that human connection and um, maybe the the kindness that kind of goes around, especially the kindness that surrounds food. Mm-hmm. Food is a very communal thing, and uh, you know, even like a lot of the KFC commercials or you know, food commercials in general just always show people eating um, around a table with their families. And, totally. Um, I just think that that's so important. I feel like. Um, to be able to provide that, that a lot of our customers are like, it just brings back so many memories or like childhood you know, memories, of, family memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just be able to provide that in in a wor- in a way that changes people and really opens people up is pretty incredible. Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned you know these fad diets, people trying to make make better lives for themselves, make better decisions. Um, I want to talk about basically our culture nowadays just the way we view health and what it means to be healthy whether that's fitness 
or whether that's food. Where do you see our culture going as far as the fad diets and you know taking initiative to take care of our bodies? I feel like where it's going is like people are really getting opened up to the idea of, of being healthier. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but it, it seems like maybe 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, it was almost taboo. Like, right. like oh, don't don't talk about that. Or like, oh, I'm not eating vegan. And I said that before. I'm never going to be. I, I definitely have said yeah. I'm never going to be vegan or yeah. vegetarian. It's never going to happen. So it's just kind of funny that like, the world is opening up to that. I feel like a big movement is happening, and it doesn't have to be necessarily so extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, like, like a lot like, of people are plant-based, yeah, and that yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're full-time vegan, uh-huh. but they a lot of times eat vegan yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. incorporate plants in the diet. Yeah, I just feel like where it's going is people are, are getting to know what they like, what works for them, what, what feels the best for them as mm-hmm. far as whatever they're consuming, exercise. I feel like the conversation is starting, and mm-hmm. I think that that's so important. Absolutely. I, it's definitely happening. Yeah. Well, we see big celebrities who are making the change. You know, Tom Brady, a an athlete who eats plant-based, he's vegan, and of course he has a chef in the house that makes things very easy for him. Uh-huh. But a lot of athletes nowadays, I know Coach Pete Carroll for the Seattle Seahawks, he and his wife eat plant-based. So it's really incredible to see elite athletes taking the initiative to take better care of their bodies. Um, but with that comes thinking about a way to get protein and a way to keep ourselves strong. So when you see people who are turning towards a vegan diet or a plant-based diet, maybe that are elite athletes or just you know are trying to strengthen themselves, what would you say to them as far as finding better sources for protein? There's a lot of um, sources for protein, and I feel like there's so many uh, vegan bodybuilders that really will blow your mind. Right? <laughs> like, oh wow, like, oh dang, you know? Even the movie um, Game Changers, mm-hmm. where they, they really showcase that, like, yeah. no, you can be vegan and you can be ripped and you can have muscle and you can, you know, you can definitely get um, protein from plants. Um, whether that's even just starting off with um, uh, plant based protein shakes or beans, quinoa, I mean, there's just so many sources of it. If you look for it, you will find it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And a lot of retired athletes, especially, I think, like, as they're coming off the field, off the court, are realizing how they need to better take care of their bodies, whether they're slimming down or building muscle in a different way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, the solution for that is going vegan or eating plant-based or sometimes going keto. Um, So as far as that, what do you see is like what what would you say is the biggest um the number one what would you say is the number one recommendation for somebody who has constantly been a carnivore or eaten you know meat their entire lives and is making a quick and immediate change to this new lifestyle I would definitely say two things. Number one, go and look at what, what's popular. Like, if mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever is popular in your city. If there's a restaurant and you know you hear that they have great vegan burgers or great vegan tacos or whatever it is, go try that because then you're gonna really be open to right. the fact that yeah, vegan food is delicious and um, and it's it's innovative and you can do so much with plant protein. Mm-hmm. But I would also say. 
just start off by eating fruits and vegetables, which are yeah. all around us. Just start off by incorporating those green, those leafy greens, and like yeah. you can. Leafy greens are so good; they taste so yeah. delicious. And you're like, supposed to be getting them anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if you you'll realize, you know what? This is not um, this is not something that's hard. This is not something that's taboo. You don't even have to eat. I'm, this is how they a lot of um, non-vegans will term it, but like fake meat or fake cheese yeah. like you don't even have to do that start off by eating beans start off by eating potatoes start off right. by making you know uh, some roasted potatoes and yeah and kale or whatever and it's delicious uh-huh. and you don't necessarily have to always have meat in every single dish you can feel great and feel like you ate the best comfort meal without mm-hmm. all of that stuff mm-hmm. so definitely so if you're talking to an elite athlete who is trying to implement that lifestyle um, right away what would you say are the best foods to give you the most energy and we were talking about sources of protein but like what's the best way to think okay five five meals a day or three meals a day whatever it is how do you like vary how do you vary that up I would definitely say the number one thing to me, two things that I personally do. Number one in the morning, I have a, a green smoothie. Okay. I just like stuff as much green stuff in there as I possibly can. And that gives you a lot of energy. Yes, okay. yes. And then, you know, in the as a child, I didn't have a great relationship with green food. Mm-hmm. Um, I as really, most kids don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't appreciate or want to eat anything that was green either. So... When I discovered a Vitamix, no. <laughs> but seriously, mm-hmm, when I mm-hmm. discovered that, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to make my smoothie right. like... When you can when get I so go, many servings yeah, of yeah, vegetables yeah, yeah, in yeah, one yeah. smoothie. Yeah, and it tastes delicious. Yeah. It, it really um, minimizes the bitterness that maybe if you had a different blend. I know that that was a struggle for me when um, we did the raw diet, mm-hmm. finding like a great blender to really minimize bitterness and really bring out flavor. Um, and the Vitamix really does that. I'm sure that there's others, but yeah. Um, but yeah, find your great blender and just put as much greens in there as possible. And honestly, it could be great for the day. You can put you know bananas in there. You can add um, orange juice, berries, whatever. Drink up your greens for the day and be done with it. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you really wanted to, if you really just hated vegetables, go. I would say go to green smoothie in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite thing in the world, so delicious is um, a kale salad with like a bunch of avocado, uh, tomato, cucumber. It's so, uh, so good. And you can put like your favorite dressing, you can put soy sauce, you can put garlic in there, and you will not, all the flavors just come right out. You will not miss the the, um, animal meat or like Mm -hmm. cheese or any, you won't miss anything. It's delicious. I can eat that every single day for the rest of my life, period, like hands down. So I just feel like, um, there's so much. I feel like finding what you love, and that those are things that I love, but finding what you love that is healthy and continuing to eat that as instead of, oh, I don't want to do, you know, I'm, I just give up and mm-hmm. I'm just going to eat whatever on the go and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Meal prep, plan out whatever it is, make your food maybe on a Sunday or on a Saturday. That way you know... I'm getting nutrients because that's yeah. really that's what the whole point of eating really is. Right, is to get nutrients and, right. and and heal our bodies and feed our bodies good things. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it is just like indulging or like oh we just want to eat whatever tastes good. You should be able to eat whatever tastes yeah. good. Yeah, but you know incorporate those greens into your life, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I saw as far as the change with my father and the change with all of us. Honestly, at that time we all changed because. Right. 
of the raw vegan diet at right. the time. So absolutely, and that's a great thing you brought up because I know as a former athlete, I know and I know other elite athletes who. When you're trying to get initial energy on the field, on the court, you're turning to sugar and you don't realize it, but like, you know, Gatorade, protein bars, protein mm -hmm. shakes, a lot yeah, of those yeah, things yeah. are very high in sugar mm. um, because that gives you that initial energy, which yeah, is yeah, which yeah. is great, yeah. but it takes a toll on your body. I say balance is really totally. key. It's yeah. so key. You can have those things, yeah. but just make sure you eat the yeah. healthy stuff too so that way your body can digest yeah, it and you're still getting the nutrients that you need because if you're just pouring a bunch of sugar into your body, that's mm -hmm. gonna add up. Yeah, totally. And even like the natural sugars like you just have to be so careful and like I wasn't you know looking at the signs I mean for years I was pre-diabetic and not paying attention mm. and I know so many other athletes are the same way and just you know you're not paying attention because okay you're not in the danger zone yet yeah and like I don't know and you think because a trainer is telling you like oh, okay you know have have this source of energy initially like oh bulk up you know eat all of this Peanut butter, these peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like these, these will give you initial an energy, mm. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that scares me a little bit because I don't think that we're thinking about the rest of our lives. Like yeah, yeah, what yeah, happens yeah. after our careers are over, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that you can kind of relate to that in the sense that like your dad was probably healthy early on and yeah, then yeah, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. things yeah, just snap, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what did you experience with him that you could kind of tell maybe a former athlete who would be going through similar health issues? Well, the, the, this is the incredible thing about him. When we first started that raw diet, and my dad, he wasn't like super overweight either. But right. when, when, we, when we first had started it, um, we were, when we started walking with him, we walked for an hour every day. And so in the beginning, it was just like regular walking. And then maybe like a week went by and it was like power walking. And then it was like super power walking or like I'm I'm the shortest one in my family uh -huh. so I'm trying to like keep up I'm running yeah. to keep up and by the end of it he's running the entire hour and I couldn't even do that I was like I, I don't know I don't have lunch yeah. for that but yeah. he was running the entire hour it blew my mind that like 50 something year old guy is like just taking off after what three months of just eating fruit fruits and vegetables right and like he um, had enough energy to yeah, do yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I just feel like, you know, the balance thing, incorporating fruits and vegetables, getting your exercise in every day, if you can just do it, if you can just like, you know, dedicate that time for self-care, mm -hmm. um, it's just so important. I feel like it doesn't have to be, you know, like a bad, you can, you can listen to music, you can, you know, there's so much that you can do totally. when you're exercising. We have so many more options yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can just get it done and just, like I said, if you don't, if you don't like, eating vegetables you can drink it like totally you know that's so, what i do yeah i feel like it, it can be fun it can be fun it doesn't have to be taboo it doesn't have to be this you know oh i gotta do this thing it can be fun and you can live a healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. absolutely um another thing that i wanted to bring up was because you know your father has dealt with diabetes and i think that you handled it in the most brilliant way but um you know i have family members and friends who have type 1 diabetes type 1 diabetes and you know they turned to they turned to diet drinks they turned to the Splenda and like yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah, of substitutes yeah, 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 yeah. and uh -huh. the stuff that drives me absolutely up a wall because that's so bad for you yeah, 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 yeah. um so why did you decide that that wasn't you know a way to go to kind of I don't know like supplement a lifestyle I, I just felt like these these 
plants, you know, you go outside and you look at trees and they're literally sufficient on their own. You don't even have to do anything. The, the tree is going to grow into this gorgeous thing and it's going to provide oxygen and it's going to make shade and it's going to be beautiful on its own. I just feel like what grows from the ground, it's, it's, it's nature, it's natural, and it, it's for our bodies. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's only right. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, we process food, so we make it more delicious. We make it what we want it to be yes. and all that. And that's totally fine. But I feel like there's something really important about getting food from the ground. Um, I just feel like it's, it's only right. It makes – that's the whole – that's the most natural thing that you can do. Get food from a tree, get food from a plant um, in its natural form. And so I guess, um, I just feel like that's just so important. Mm -hmm. It's like um, water, you know, natural things, yeah. like water and um, uh, anything that really comes from a plant. It's like just so essential to our well-being. I feel like we miss that. We, we're very much about like we're, we're moving fast and obviously we have busy schedules and all of this and it's like take a second to focus on nature because it's really here for us mm -hmm. yeah oh absolutely what is the best way to harvest your health from nature like that on a budget because there are so many people out there that say oh you know I'm eating all of these amazing foods from the ground but it, you know this whole meal cost me $90 yes I know Ugh. I would say if you can start your own little garden, definitely do so. There's also co-ops and there's, um, you know, like Saturday markets and there's like different things. If you look for it, you mm -hmm. can find ways to get food for cheaper, natural mm -hmm. food for cheaper. So I feel like do your homework because honestly, something that um, that is said a lot and I, I hear people say like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like I, I've talked to people who have yeah. um, type 2 diabetes uh -huh. and I'll say my story. And they'll say like, oh no, that's too much. Like, oh no, that's right? that's too yeah. expensive. Or, oh no, that's too long. Or they'll make an excuse and it's like, yeah, but it's costing you your health right now. Not only that, it's also costing you your pockets in the long run. If you if you have yep, diabetes exactly. for years and years and years, that's gonna cost way more than any meal. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. So when you're out grocery shopping, though, um, what would what would be your biggest piece of advice when you're looking for fresh fruits and vegetables? Maybe especially during like seasons when it's kind of hard to hard to find the good stuff. The first thing, Costco. Okay. I'm like I'm always at Costco. Like, yeah. That's the first thing that like, you could see. They have a huge section, like a whole big section, and they have pre-made salads. They have kale. They even the best thing that they have is um, cauliflower rice that's already made for you. I'm like, yeah. thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who made they this? did the work for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, at Costco is like a big big way that you can do it and it, it they, they provide enough where it'll last you throughout the week. The bananas are super cheap. The berries, like you can get frozen berries too from Costco. That's, that's where I get my, my berries from. Um, I'll get frozen berries from Costco and they last a lot of, you know, if you get fresh berries, if, you, they, if you're not yeah, on you got to eat them fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, spinach, all that stuff. I get everything from Costco and that's like the biggest way that you can really save and um, not be breaking the bank eating natural mm -hmm. foods. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, switching back to your company, what's next for Atlas Monroe? Um, well, we're sold out till 2020. Oh so. Um, next, I would definitely say to look out for us in stores um, okay. going into the new year. And I would definitely say, um, you know, 
if you want to order right now and obviously you can't but the biggest way to stay tuned about potential stores near you that have it and also restaurants near, near you that get it back in stock um, is to join our mailing list that's okay. uh, you can go to www.atlasmoneau.com slash mailing list and we'll definitely keep you updated with everything going on oh so exciting is there anything else that you want to mention um, I do want to say you know the holiday season is coming up and mm -hmm. it's just so important to take time to let the people know um, that that you love and that love you to let them know that you know they're loved and that you care about them because it goes by so fast and you literally never know when I we've gone through so much stuff this year and you just don't know when it's someone's last day mm -hmm. and you, you, you had the opportunity to tell them but you were so busy right so if there's anything I want to say is be kind and be beautiful and have a great holiday <laughs> I love that I love that be beautiful and be kind <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it was so fantastic having you, Deborah. I am so glad we got to meet for coffee. Well, thank you. Great. Thank you for having yeah, me. We'll it keep everyone updated when your chicken comes back in stock. Yes, definitely. If you guys want to taste Deborah's fried chicken and more of her incredible products, well, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, it's all they're all sold out till 2020. You'll have to get on the waiting list, but I'll have all of the info in the episode show notes. So go check it out. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review for the podcast. We really appreciate you here. And of course, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Hello Gonzaga Hoops fans, I'm Andy Patton, host of the new ScoreZag Score podcast. It's the start of what should be another outstanding season for the Zags, and I'm here to provide three episodes per week detailing everything you need to know about this brand new, up-and-coming Gonzaga team. With eight new freshmen and transfers on the roster, let me give you updates, analysis, and recaps of each game this season, while also diving into recruiting for upcoming seasons and providing regular recaps of the seven, yes, that's right, seven, Zags currently playing in the NBA. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You won't want to miss out.